Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Apps. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir. And to bring out an old classic, this is a teen drama shadow cast. Yes, we are back in Shadow Hunters. And you might be thinking, hey, wasn't it a bit weird to have like stopped in the middle of a season and then come back to it? I say no, because this is a season premiere. This is a 100% <laughs> a season premiere episode. Yeah, yeah. Like I sat down to watch this episode and I was like, I don't remember what happened. Well, that's what they have the update. And also like just the way it comes into it, it feels like the beginning of a season. Just like, just like how the last episode we watched in this felt like the end of a season. Yeah, the way this is structured is is it's like, hey, look, we know you took six months off. But, We're going to remind you what happened six months ago. Well, but I mean, we... I I also think that I think they did take a few months off. We, we've talked about before that Shadowhunters kind of works in a way where they... Where their seasons are split neatly in half, mm-hmm. which... Okay, now that we have done our entire Riverdale, like, uh, look back on, I appreciate because it's like they looked at their seasons and said, we don't think we can do a full arc for a full season. So we're going to cheat and we're just going to do half season. We're going to give ourselves 10 episode seasons, but they're full seasons. Oh, totally. And like, yeah, that's a good way of writing. You figured out the way to do it. Well, essentially, they took, like, a uh, trilogy or a six-book trilogy. A double trilogy. A double trilogy. Yeah. And they made it into TV show version. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they did do weird things. And as, you know, listeners of this podcast know, this does not represent the books. Yeah. But to know where we're at uh, in the series and not the books, when we last left off our intrepid shadow hunters, uh, Clary was dead. Well, uh, so, okay, Simon said Clary was dead. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> believes Clary is dead. If, if you So last season, this season, uh, was all about, obviously... Stopping Lilith. Stopping Lilith. And at the end of it, that really weird thing happened where they just tricked Lilith into punching a man who she knows explodes <laughs> hard enough to explode. Look, this man <laughs> has turned people into pillars no, of salt. Le- legitimately, she was afraid of him for exactly that reason and as we learned the reason she was afraid of him was because she knew she could not stop herself from punching him and she did punch him she punched him real hard a whole part of the building exploded exploded it was just gone the part of the building is gone now admittedly it did explode we did see fire. There was an explosion. We, there was a legitimate explosion. So so we saw fire. Simon was like hanging off the side of it. And the last time when we ended, we ended with Simon telling Jace. That Clary is dead. Yes. Because she was in that explosion. Because she was in this gigantic explosion. She was in the area of the building where the explosion oh, she, happened. Yes. And now there is no longer a building there. Well, there's no longer a top of a building there. So these are so, all reasonable oh, things. Oh, I, w- I would argue that Simon made a very reasonable assumption that he did create an explosion that vaporized three people. Like, you know what? I'll give him that. That's, yeah. That is a reasonable thing to assume that happened. And that's what he told Jace. But to know what happens next, <laughs> we have to get to what happens next, which is not now. 
And it looked like Aaron was getting ready to say it, but she forgot. These episodes begin with something like this, because this is Shadowhunters Season 3, Episode 11, Lost Souls. Lost Souls. We don't pick up right where we left off. No, we pick up as Shadow Hunters does with a shadow hunt. <laughs> yes, it. Uh, we do learn later. I will say immediately from an unreliable resource, it's been a few days. So I'll say it's been a few days, two weeks. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It, it's an indeterminate period of time. But, but it's enough time that they do have to, like, the people who are working need to get back to work. So we begin with the Shadow Hunter trio, you know, Jace and Alec and Izzy, chasing down who we will learn is an escaped Seelie from the guard. So remember when Clary broke out of the guard and also Jace kind of helped her as the owl? I guess other people escaped too. I mean, we kind of knew that. They did, they kind of remember she, they killed a whole bunch of people and created kind of like a a prison break situation. Yeah, power vacuum. I'm I'm a bit I'm I'm going to let it go cuz it's just the way it had to work, but I would be remiss if I didn't, if we're getting back into Shadow Hunters, we gotta get nitpicky. Gotta get a little nitpicky, and I'm gonna say, why did this Sealy go to New York? Yeah, why would he go to <laughs> the place he... where he knows the Shadow Hunters who were involved in stopping all of this live? I would, I would argue, why didn't he just go to a place that doesn't have an institute in it? Why didn't he go to the Sealy Realm? <laughs> yeah, why? which is the one place Valentine can't touch. I assume that Sealy Realm was like cut off or something. It feels like something the Queen would do, right? Just be like, no, what? you can't go here anymore. What happened the last time we saw the Queen? I don't know. Something. <laughs> Stupid. Something stupid always happens involving the queen of the yeah, because she like keeps on like she she's obsessed with the idea of betraying people, but she's not really good at it because she like I help Valentine. Why? Impossible to say. <laughs> I think they even told us, and I still don't understand why. Uh, but this Seely has escaped, and he's running. Uh, Jace uh, takes chase. We see a quick like decoy distract Izzy and Alec. Uh, and then JC, he he does provoke a fight. He does. And interestingly, I yeah. this is not important, but it's kind of important. He is not fighting with his normal blades this episode. No, he's decided to go axes because... He's I, sad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I wanted to come up with like a, a, a reason to why he's now doing double axe style for at least a while um, is because he is currently in suicide mode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He... he he, he subtly provokes a Seelie to fight. And the, then he makes, essentially makes the Seelie spear him in the oh, tummy. Oh, yeah. The Seelie has a spear and Jace, who has now at this point been disarmed of both his axes and his sword, <laughs> and Alec and Izzy are there, looks at the Seelie with his spear put out in front and just goes, I'm going to run him. And then he just runs <laughs> at him and Izzy goes, the... the the perfect example of how insane this was is that the 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 the, cr- the cry that the actress for Izzy gives is not like a 
like a, a heart-wrenching Jace stop. It's like, a, Jace, what are you doing? Because he just runs full stomach into a spear. It's like, ha-ha. Well, and let us not forget, he is with Alec and Izzy, yeah. both of whom are range weapon <laughs> fighters. Yeah, no, they've already got this. Essentially, at this point, the Sealy is captured, and Jace goes, oh, oh, hell no, you don't, and just casts himself upon the sphere because he can't stop thinking of Clary. This is all his fault. <laughs> he became an owl, and the owl made Clary be dead. Yeah, so... So I, I do like they start this off and it seems like, oh, they're doing something else. Business as usual. Then it becomes very clear, not business as usual. <laughs> it reveals kind of out of nowhere, but it's obviously something that's going on in Jace's mind. He's still thinking of Clary. And then we cut to Simon, who is thinking of Clary. He thought he's thinking about how he blew Clary up. Look, and that would really suck. I know it suck. Yeah, it's like for everyone. Uh, he tries to carve out the rune, but not even he can hurt himself. And then in comes Maya. Yes, if you remember, Maya has been gone for a while because she found out that Jordan, the guy who was, like, protecting Simon... Is also the guy who turned her into a werewolf. Yeah, and then she left. And I, don't I, feel, I feel like I, I have to think back, because I forgot she had left. Yeah, I did too. I feel like we were at the time critical of her whole thing due to like specific minutiae that I can't remember now so I don't want to get too far into it so essentially. we were critical because Jordan didn't know that werewolves existed oh right we were critical because Jordan didn't Jordan had just become a werewolf he infected her and then it seemed like he didn't have a support system after that, but she immediately got a support system. Yeah, so um, he, like, knew something weird was happening. He, like, drew away from her, yeah. and then he became, like, kind of jealous and possessive because yeah. of his wolf side. Yeah. And then he attacked her one night yeah. because he was a new werewolf with no support system. Yeah. And then he ran into the night and, like, wandered the country for a while, and eventually the Praetor picked him up. Yeah, I, oh, right. We were, we were critical because she was very... Um, she was very, like, aggressive towards him when her specific thing is helping new werewolves. And it feels like she would be... I do remember we were, we, we were all we were a bit, like, eh on it just because we also understand it's an emotional thing and totally. not really a logical thing. But, yeah, I do remember. I remember that now. But she's back now. That's she's back, and she's going to try to talk to Simon. Yeah. But first, we're going to have Magnus a is also sad. We, we, I, it's very clear. I do want to make sure that this sequence of event is just people sad thinking about Clary. And I did forget until the episode told me that Magnus has known Clary since she was, like, three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so... Simon's sad. Magnus is sad. He also has a lighted candle with no magic. And the first part, I thought that was his sad thing <laughs> until they put in the flashbacks. There are a lot of Clary flashbacks in this episode. Yes. Uh, a lot of just flashes of instances of Clary. And then we go from him being kind of consoled by Alec uh, to back to Jace, who is going to Clary's room to also think of Clary. And look at her paint stuff. Yeah. And then, as we get all of them thinking, and we get Clary's face in, in their the minds. Memories. So, did we actually think that Clary was dead? Well, I was going to say, they. I appreciate the speed they did this. They did the, they did the end of the thing, boom, Clary's exploded. Uh, that is enough that people are like, oh, well, I mean, clearly she's not dead. But you still have to <laughs> think of, like, how is she alive? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
And then they give us some time of emotions of the characters. We see how much they're grieving because they have no, they do not know they're in a TV show where, where the, she is the main character. <laughs> <laughs> so it's reasonable for them to think that she's dead. They do all that. They do that little, that little montage there. And then we see Clary. So they're not trying to trick us for a long, like, for a long period of time yeah. that she is dead. Unlike Riverdale, who <laughs> yeah. did try to trick us that Jughead was dead. Yeah, they give us just enough time for us to understand the emotions that the characters are feeling and then go, but we do have Clary plot to do. So let's get to some Clary plot. So Clary is in the apartment that Lilith lived in at the top of that building. Yes. Because it turns out that this is a magical apartment. Magical moving apartment. Do you want to know the TV show stuff or the movie? Do you want to know the book stuff about this? No, I want, to, I want to do the book stuff later when some, when they talk about the moving apartment more. Okay. I want good. to focus on Clary. Uh, so she wakes up in this creepy room with what, who we guess now is Jonathan. Because he, he has red hair. He got, and well, he does say, I'm Jonathan. I got my face back because when I was resurrected, I was resurrected. Well, last time he like, yeah, so I have a question. What was going on last? Wasn't he just glamored? and Oh, he was burned. Yeah, so he was burned because he spent all that time in hell. Yes. And then he glamored himself as Sebastian. Yes. And then I was very critical of the fact that he continued to appear as Sebastian after he was revealed to be Jonathan. Why wouldn't he pick to glamour himself as his own face? I think because at that point he knows. The, because if he himself as, glamored himself as his own face, that means when he first met them to confront them in the big dramatic confrontation, he'd have to be like, just so you know, I am Jonathan. This is my face. I know that might be confusing. Because if he just appeared, they'd be like, who yeah, are you? then he might have gotten away with it. <laughs> he didn't want to get away with it. <laughs> anyway, he's a redheaded man. Yeah. He looks actually a lot like Julian without the curly hair. He's sharper than Julian. Yeah. He he is he he is a man that looks like he's more bones than muscle or skin. He's a man cut of steel, cut yeah. of glass. Yeah. Uh but he's he's there, his real face is back, and he's like, Hey, you and me, we're tied together. We got the same thing going on. Because they both have the same they're like the same scar. Because that's remember that's how he was brought back. They yeah. had to use Clary's life force. He's, and he's like, also, don't worry. My terrible mom, she's back in Edom where she belongs. Yeah. It's just you and me, kid. Yeah. So Jonathan is really into this whole thing. Clary's less so, because as we learn, this apartment is in Siberia. That is, that is, I guess, the place that Lilith in her final moments decided Sent was them. safest, was a cabin in Siberia. Uh, and he's like, hey, of course you need to. You're an escaped prisoner, remember? The clave would kill you as soon as they see you. And Clary's like, yes. Good point. Why don't you get me something to eat? From the kitchen. kitchen. Jonathan barely turns his back and she's like, coat run. Not not a coat, Kevin. Oh, yeah. A co it's, a, it's a cape. What? A hooded the, cape. Uh, the only thing I can... Oh, yes. It's, it's like a... It's not red, but it's like the little red riding hood running through the... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I am... The only reason I have to imagine that Cape was there was because Lilith knew that her escape plan was Siberia. So she's like, well, someone might get cold. Yeah, but you'd think if she really cared, she would give them a coat. No, no. You gotta have a cool cape. She this, is a demon. Because there's no way this cape came from, like, for to be used in New York. 
That's true. Uh, um, so Clary yes. will run into, as Clary does, she runs into the daytime slash night. Yeah, she runs into the Siberian wilderness. <laughs> just just hoping that she can get some. She can make portals. If okay, she, that's the thing. Can't Clary do ruins without a stele? No. I thought she could. No, that was Jace's power. Oh. Jace can activate runes without a stele. Clary can make new runes. Okay, next question. Yeah. Why doesn't she have a stele? I, I thought Lilith took it from her. Did she? Yeah. I, Probably. But, but I would say I do think that she got her stele back. But then I would then say, I'm pretty sure Jonathan took it while she was unconscious for four days. I would hope he would. <laughs> he, he is clearly our supervillain this season. Oh, so I would hope he would, he would have that he like, is, base and, level of confidence. Yeah. And he does, like, waver on how much he trusts Clary a lot. Like, I mean, she says, hey, why don't you go get food? And he, he like, turns and then looks back immediately. So she doesn't get far. She's running. And Jonathan's just, like... Friday the 13th slowly walking after her. And so we will get back to this like numerous times yeah, during the episode. She will continue to run. He will continue to walk after her. <laughs> mean while Magnus is sad because putting on eyeliner is hard, yep, which is true. Yep, he's learning how to do uh, makeup for mortals. And Alex's like, you don't have to do that. And Magnus is like, yes, I do. I like it. You have to understand. I do. And then little warlock Madsy arrives, because I guess they are babysitting her. Uh, yeah, because Katarina Loss has to go to a nursing convention. Yep, yep. Can we talk about how much less annoying Madsy is now? <laughs> Hanging out with Katarina has been really good for her becoming a normal child. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no one, no one turns out normal when they hang out with her original person who stole her from a person she impregnated. Sure did. Sure did. Uh, we check around with a few different people. We do first start with Amaya. She she does spend a bit of time trying to like inject logic into Simon's sadness. Mm-hmm. So they're just kind of like all sad together. Simon's sad. Maya's sad. Simon doesn't ever want to go outside ever again. I will point out this episode has a lot of like guilting of Maya for going away. And despite the fact that I think her reasons were dumb and wrong. People are not kind to her for putting herself first. Well, I mean, the weirdest thing is that they're all passive aggressive about it. No one's like, Maya, you left at a very bad time. Like, he does say that, but he's not like, well, well, like, you just sort of left in the, these and these things and these things. Instead, they're just sort of like, well, I mean, it would have been nice if you were here. Yeah, and there's a lot of like, well, you weren't here to see him through this. Because well, she left before the whole Heidi thing. Yeah, she yeah. did not know. <laughs> yeah, so when they talk about the Heidi thing, it's like, it, she's like, they explain that Mad- and Maya's like, well, I had no idea that even happened. It's like, well, you wouldn't. You weren't here. And I'm like, look, look, I'm fine with a bit of Maya slander, but but chill out she she legitimately did not know and you even agree that hey she was in a mood and she's one of those people who needs to go off and be by herself for a while yeah but normal people <laughs> like to be with other people seems to be the message of this episode there, there was izzy put that out a bit but i mean here's that we can't have izzy be our guidance <laughs> on this she should have been but they don't write her well nope uh, we we get we learn also speaking of Izzy we do learn from 
her that apparently, well, she's telling this to Alec, mm-hmm. that the Sealy that they caught said that he was being tortured. And torture was made illegal a hundred years ago. As a part of the Accords. You know, the Accords. <laughs> I had to remind myself that I know that Alec's like 21, but they're still essentially children. Because it's funny being like, well, hold on a second. Torture was made illegal. And I'm like, the thing is, I don't know if torture was ever like... Like le like yeah tor- torture torture is legal, Alec. <laughs> like, what do you like? What do you like? Yeah, you're right, Alec. You're right. It's made illegal. There's no way they would do that. Um, well, and the best part is when Izzy's like, "Well, we have to confront Gia about these uh, accusations," and Alec is like, mm, "Pretty sure I'm in her bad books, and also I am a child, so I don't know what you think I'm going to do, Izzy." Oh, but, but I mean. He is a 21-year-old who is in charge of the New York Institute. Though I will say, I think if there's anything we've been taught, the New York Institute is the institute they send people to to not deal with them. However, New York is the epicenter of everything bad that happens in the Shadowhunter yeah, universe. Yeah, it's, it's... I... That's where I go with the movie. The movie did just a, such a better job by making it really feel like New York was the crappy place yeah, it that was nobody wanted to go. Yeah, it was people alone. Three children and Hodge. Yeah. Versus this one where it's like, no, nah, it's not only is like it's a high tech, high. In- they keep on just calling it the Institute. And I'm like, there's a lot of institutes. Is he just like, but you're in charge of the Institute. I want Alex to be like, yeah, there's like 140 institutes. Is he? I'm the oldest person here because Hodge is dead. But this does lead into a very fun moment where they're like, anyway, this scene is done. So we need to talk about something else. Have you seen Jace? And apparently the answer to that question is Jace has been spending time staring into a fire as shadow hunters do when they're sad, I have learned. Because twice in this episode, people <laughs> stare into a fire. No, three times. It's Clary true. does it as well. That people stare. They're sad, so they stare into a fireplace. It's like the, the director only knew one way to show pensiveness, and that is to stare into fire. Here's the thing, Kevin. Fire is natural. It is human. It is in our soul. Whereas shadow hunters are so consumed with technology. Wait, that's not the Wait, hold shadow on. shadow hunters. So, yeah, Jace, uh, it's staring at the fire. He charges his room. And you know what? Here's the thing. Jace has had a bad year. Jace was turned into an owl. He was turned into an owl. He killed his grandmother. He found out that his dad is Valentine. I was actually just counting post-owl stuff. But, yeah, you're, before that, things were also bad. It's been bad to be Jace. Yeah. Um. So, I also want to say, this episode is a lot of... A lot of people blaming themselves. That is the thing. The theme mm-hmm. of this episode is people blaming themselves for problems. Um, of all the people who are blaming themselves, Simon, Jace, Luke to some extent, mm-hmm. uh, Jace, I think, will be the hardest to break from his wallowing because he could always just argue if he was stronger, he'd be able to avoid the mind control. Because this series, the TV series, does not have the baptism protection that the books does. I know, and the, it's infuriating. Because, because, like, with the baptism protection, you'd be like, well, no, I mean, you die. Like, there's too many connections. But this one, but, but it does... But don't they 
Also in the TV show, don't they say the reason he got taken over is because Clary brought him back to life? I don't think they do. I think we thought they did, but I don't think there's a moment where they say it. And if they They're did, just mad because she wasted the wish. Yeah, they're pretty much mad because that's the, that's the main thing they have about the whole thing is that he cannot tell anyone because it meant that they wasted the wish. Why? She She thought that bringing him back did cause him to be um, right and the way I, he is yeah yeah and i would argue you could you could make a um you, you could make an argument that essentially because he died and and went somewhere i cannot imagine he went down to Edom, but maybe just him dying allowed lilith to essentially like hitch a ride from Edom up yeah. when uh when her son called for her yeah but unfortunately they just kind of spent the time avoiding the topic so that's the thing like i don't i don't understand why the show made that choice they made a worse less interesting choice well it's it made it i mean it put it in the part where jace could be a lot more like if i was stronger i wouldn't have been mind controlled which like you can be as unreasonable as you think it is, but like in the in the grand scheme of blaming for things, he's the most to blame. Yeah, and and like that is a hard thing to convince someone. It's fine if you were not strong enough, because that seems to be the only thing that is like like why didn't why don't other people get mind controlled super often? Well, I guess because <laughs> I guess greater they... demons or demon princes can't leave their various demon realms much. I don't know. Like even how he got mind controlled doesn't make it just sounds like he got mind like Lilith just got him mind controlled. Like I can't remember if there was a specific and moment like, I where I don't like, really remember why she picked him. I assume because you know the whole connection between him and Jonathan. I guess so. Yeah. I she, guess she knows about that. Yeah, yeah. Because you know about Valentine and all those things. Um, but uh, he, he, speaking of Izzy saying weird things at this point, he's like, you know, he's doing all this stuff. And he's like, you don't understand, Izzy. And she's like, you're right. I never loved someone as much as Clary. And I'm like, Izzy, were you not? I feel like, like, look, I'm going to argue that there's probably more going on than just Clary. Clary's a big part of it. Yeah. But he's... He even said it. He mentioned he killed Imogen. He mentioned he killed a bunch of mundanes. He mentioned he has all of the owl's memories, even though he wasn't in control of himself. And, and Izzy goes, you're right. You did love Clary. I'm like, he's, he's got more going on. And I was like very critical <laughs> of the scene because it didn't have Alec in it. Yeah. And when Izzy and Alec were like, have you seen Jace? It does make more sense for Alec to go after Jace. Alec was doing paperwork. Well, and like also you couldn't send Alec because Alec would have, I so, presume, so. said better things. <laughs> like Izzy. Well, I mean, it, well, sucks as a character. Yeah, she did do great. I mean, she. So the big thing is that she walks in and he's like has the dagger in his hand, um, and she's like, "What are you doing?" Uh, so like, yeah, it doesn't go. The conversation doesn't go super well, <laughs> but. Don't worry, we'll get more of that. Uh, we check in quickly with uh, the, the the babysitting with Madsy. Where Alec is reading to Madsy. He's he, reading her so many books. Yeah, but he gets shown up because she can still do magic, so she makes her own nightlight. And uh, Magnus is like, oh, man, I used to be able to make the nightlight. Okay, so what do, something I appreciate is that it's very easy to just think of Magnus and do a thing where it's like, 
oh, but you went from being superpowers to like normal humans. Normal humans don't have those powers. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was never a normal, so he, quote unquote, he has human. only ever had powers. Yeah. So like, it's not that like, like, oh, but you should look at all these other people who have this, like, dude, like these things. Like, no, 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 no. That has been his entire existence for centuries upon centuries of centuries. So I appreciate that nobody ever makes the argument, but you're just like like me and how like like this is what we do. Alec is just like I'm sorry, it does it does suck. suck. You are amazing without your yes. powers. He's not trying to say that like, I, hey, I I don't have power because he does have powers. Alec does have yeah, powers. He does. But I I just want to appreciate. I just want to set a moment of appreciation that it's very easy to think of. Oh, a magic person lost his magic powers. Well, I don't have magic powers. They do a really good way of playing it as a person who has had like a later in life disability. Yeah. And that's legitimately what he has, even though it is like he had a, a super special ability and now he has what you might want to call like a baseline human thing. Yeah. It still is a disability. Yeah. Like he, is, he has lost the function of something. Well, and that's the thing with the show. I feel like Shadowhunters always plays the Alec and Magnus stuff mm. really well. Yeah. I mean, I mean, a good way to even put it might be that, like, if you're somebody who plays the piano and, like, is a very, 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 very good piano player and you get an accident where, like, you lose some of those fine motor skills in your hand. Totally. Yeah. Like, you, you're, you're not, like, disabled in the way we think of many things, but you have lost something that like, your entire life has kind of been... On a skill that you have. Mm-hmm. So, like, I appreciate how they're doing that. Um, Alec is going to be there, be there for him. They're not allowed to, quote unquote, kiss because yeah, they, they know where they know where it's going to go. <laughs> they, it is wild. They don't kiss at this moment. And I was like, well, no, but I love it. Was, was it Alec who stopped Magnus? Or no, or it was Alex stopped Magnus because like, Magnus is going to kiss him. And Alec goes, no. It's like, oh, we can't kiss my boyfriend. Like, you know where it goes. <laughs> Like, <laughs> that's very funny that Alex's like, we can't kiss. If we kiss, we're going to have loud sex in that room. We're and there's not... a child. Magnus, we're not chill. <laughs> His decision to be like, look, man, we can't even take like, we can't even be like, oh, no, we'll stop before that. I know we will not stop. Remember when the demon deceived me? Well, and it's... I cannot be held back. So it's been so long since we watched the show that I was like, oh, God, do they like just not let Alex and Magnus no, kiss at no, all. No, they but kiss they do it later. They it's kiss fine. all the time. It's a joke. I just I could not remember, and I was like, "Is um, this show?" Mis- no, 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 no. Um, no it's then not. Iris, it's fine. <laughs> then, then, then Iris arrives to take Madsy with the scariest portal in existence. As if a child's gonna go into that, Iris. <laughs> Look, Iris. If, if this one thing we learned this episode, Iris. Not an intelligent person. She sure isn't. She sure is not. Uh, but she's she gets uh, she gets run off first by Magnus not being able to cast magic at her, but then Alec actually having a bow. So, um, so then we have a very short scene where Clary has been running for too long and passes out down a hill. She falls down that hill. It is a so big hill. Is and it's a big fall she doesn't like you know like she's been she's so tired and cold and she like pass out where she is it looks like she throws herself forward it is a crazy fall well it's like she's like no i am gonna get away from jonathan no matter what yeah and then like jonathan will find clary after this and when he finds her he 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 glares at the siberian wilderness 
like he's going to fight it. It's true. Like, he gives the look that if this was any other thing, it would be like you would find someone and you, like, glare at the villain who, like, hurt this person. <laughs> but he just does it to the general cold air around him. And I'm like, what is this? Is this man going to fight the weather? I mean, he might, Kevin. <laughs> he might. Yeah. Because he's going to carry Clary back to their cabin in the woods. And then we segue to a scene where Izzy asks literally the <laughs> dumbest question ever. How they get past awards? Yeah. So it's like the show is like, <laughs> we don't trust our audience to be smart. Izzy says, as Kevin said, how did Iris get past Magnus's wards? But, and then Alex says, when he lost his powers, oh, the wards did too. Oh, bless. Obviously. Bless Alec for, because Magnus is there and he tries to like couch this and being polite because he's like well how did he get past the wards and al goes well apparently when magnus lost his powers the war his wards also went down and like i love that apparently where he's just trying to make maybe make izzy feel better for asking for being the the one who was designated to hold the stupid ball uh and it's but, like it's like the show knew the audience is going to ask this question, so we're just going to... I wasn't! I, no, no, I, I and, assumed the wards would be gone. And not only that, much more aggressively, what should probably be dealt with here, and what that brings up that I now do need to think about, Magnus's wards were protecting the Institute. Sure were. They need to get that fixed. Also, what's <laughs> going to happen to Clary's memories? <laughs> I No, those were fed to a demon. Right. Yeah, they they weren't put behind a wall where, like, the wall falls and everything comes out. He literally removed them and just fed them to a demon. So, that's fine. Guess what, though? The show, I can guarantee you, is never going to deal with the fact that Magnus put up the Institute's wards. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm just going to have to mention that off screen, they got another war. Katarina was like, oh, yeah, whoops, we forgot about wards. Probably in the last couple <laughs> of days. And it's funny. It's a weird thing. I'm like, I guess I don't need that dealt with. But because they had this thing happen and him say, oh, they had to have on screen clarified the wards are down, which I didn't need on screen clarified. Yeah. I suddenly also needed on screen clarified that somebody put the wards back up at the Institute. Anyway, so um, Magnus is trying his best to help. Uh, unfortunately, at this point, he's essentially just a mundane with the site. He might still be immortal. I think he probably is immortal. Because I still his blood. Yes. He and just he, doesn't have the powers. He also knows how Iris works. Yes. Which is more than any of these dummies know. Yeah, he, so he he at least still has his knowledge. His knowledge hasn't been yeah. removed. So he's going to help with that. But first Jake is like, hey. Or sorry, um, Alec is like, hey, Jace. Um, we're putting you on bereavement leave. Hey, dude, you need a stress leave. And Jace is like, no, I'm fine. I didn't smash up my room or anything. I, I didn't stand there holding a knife, thinking suicidal thoughts. I, I didn't run into a spear. I, I want to appreciate how this episode is doing suicidal thoughts. Because it's very clear. And they even say it, essentially, at some times. Yeah. I don't think they ever use the word suicide. But it's not. they're not talking around it. No, Alec, they, Alec says to Jace at one point, if anything happened to you... I would be lost well, too. Well, he also brings up the dagger. He's like, you're standing there with a dagger. Like he like they're they're not talking around it as much mm -hmm. as they could be. 
Um, and But they also haven't, like, ground the show to a halt to have a special episode, but they are taking it seriously. Um, and the way that Alec talks to Jace feels very real for, like, he understands what this situation is. He is addressing it seriously, but he's also addressing it how both his superior and his best friend would and he says like a real burner of a line to him which is the way you're acting is a disgrace to her memory oh it's so good because like alec and alec does understand this for a little bit of time he did legitimately lose jace remember when his parent when jace did die yes and and he he lost the parabatai rune so and 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 he's like look if you feel this way if you and i think he's like if you feel this way if you ever have those thoughts again you talk to me and I'm like, this is a very, like, nuanced way of dealing with what is, like, suicidal ideation from a main character that doesn't feel, like, weird and overwrote. It just no. feels like... And it feels like Alec is saying the things that are in his heart and yeah. doing the best he can, which is why Alec couldn't be in the earlier scene because he would... smashed up his room. Yeah, I think it was important that Alec had to go... I mean, he could have gone in and immediately seen the dagger and done this talk, but I we needed to stretch it out a bit more. Uh, and I guess have Izzy fail. I think they thought she did a decent job, but but she once again did make it about her. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> Shadowhunters, while being a better show than Riverdale, yeah. is very bad at Izzy. Because, <laughs> like, Alec does talk about himself here. He does say... If you died, I would feel the same way. These are like you have like he's essentially saying the actions you do will have repercussions on repercussions on the people who still love, who still live and still love and care mm-hmm. about you. But Izzy's was, I guess I've just never loved anyone like Clary. Like, come on, <sighs> write her better. All right. Meanwhile, speaking of Izzy, uh, Maya's. <laughs> gonna go visit Izzy because Maya has decided that Izzy is the only person who can help her figure out how to help Simon. She just generally does like I think you could argue she does it because she's Simon's friend but no she does go like she doesn't go for her like hey can we talk about Simon and like what can we do to help him. She has a specific thing she wants to do she wants to get rid of the, the mark. War, the mark, and she's like, "I think you'll be able to help because the script says you're smart." But Izzy has a room full of weapons. Yeah, Izzy is the, the weapons master, well, not the history master. Well, the annoying thing is that she was the greatest medical examiner in New York City. It's Izzy's thing is so. Malleable. Malleable to the point that it feels like they just did well. Gosh, he has such the... He, she has such the, like, oh, there's Jace, and there's Alec, and there's the woman. Like... Yes. She, she like, d- like she gets the, these cool things, but they just kind of throw them at her because they're just like, nah, she needs, like, cool girl boss jobs. Well, and, like, that's what's infuriating because not to talk about the books too much. Yeah. I know we'll talk about it later. But, like, Izzy in the books is not just the girl of the group. Like, Izzy is someone who is reckless and um, hedonistic and puts pleasure first and doesn't want to tie her emotions up in things because she knows about her, like, she knew about her dad's affair years and years and years ago. Yeah. And, you know, she is 
you know, could be the greatest fighter of her generation, mm. but like isn't yeah, but she, there for it. And she has all of these feelings for Simon that she's like not willing to let herself feel. And like these are all character things I'm saying. Yeah, but like whereas like the TV show, I don't think any of the things I just said. In in the, like you could argue she she showed that in like the first season, but now her thing is this it feels like she is like she has jobs and relationships. Mm-hmm. And that is what she's defined by. She is Clary's friend. She is Jace's like sister. She is the weapons master. But like what she does yeah, what is <laughs> who Izzy's, she is? What is Izzy's personality? Yeah, on the show because they they removed her whole hedonist thing. I I be, and like the, really quickly they decided actually no she's not like sexy party girl. That's yeah, like they did a little bit in the first season with her and um Melchior. Yeah, Melhorn, whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, and once they got rid of him, they were like, oh no, she's not a party well, no, girl. There, there was worry. a moment where her mom came. And she was like, I guess I now have to straighten up. And then she legitimately did for three seasons, which, but unfortunately that just kind of stripped her of a character thing. And not saying like she, like you can't change and evolve, but she never got super established to the point that when that changed, we were like, wow, she's a different person. Well, And I think you could take like the hedonistic party girl stuff and you could apply it to this girl who's like, no, I am going to be tough. I am going to be, like, the heir my parents want. Yeah. I'm going to take um, – you could add this, like, loyalty element where she's like, I'm going to take the pressure off off of Alec by doing these things. Yeah, but, if, like, no, none of these things I don't – I don't feel like these things if, I'm saying describe no. Izzy on the show. Yeah. Uh, anyway. anyway. So, so. Um, yeah, they're going to help her get rid of the mark. Uh, Magnus takes everybody to a – what he, what he explains is the front for a warlock store, which is like an herbs place. And uh, I guess Izzy gave him a sword, which is bold. <laughs> the the sharpest of the swords. A sword that is so sharp it can cut bone. Oh, it's not Atomus, but it can knock away balls of magic that will get soon thrown at him. It's a very good sword. Why can't he have an Atomus sword is my question. Um, I like, think- can't non-shadow hunters carry it oh i just figured out that like they're just like you don't need atomus oh i legitimately they're like you don't just take this one like keep in mind he wasn't supposed to come along i think he also convinced them to give him a sword you know, to- and izzy was like yeah i guess i'll get you a sword to be fair to him, like, I know he's had magic for his entire life. Yeah. He has also been alive for, like, over a thousand years. Oh. He has probably picked up some skills. No, he has not, because he ends this episode by saying, I should learn how to fight. So he doesn't. He admits he does not know how to fight like a mortal. So they just gave him a sword, and he was like, yeah, sword! But, but Iris does appear, and he does parry her magic yeah, pretty well. well. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, he just swings out of magic ball, and I think he's very lucky that sword deflected generic magic ball. <laughs> uh, not well enough for him not to get immediately kidnapped, though. Look, Iris is good at kidnapping people. If there's one thing we know about Iris, good at kidnapping. That is, that is her one her one tactic. Uh, so once again, Clary stares into the fire, thinking about things. 
And Jonathan gives her some very sad looking suet. Oh my god, Jonathan gives the gives the most Jonathan speech ever. And it's so funny to watch him try to roll through all these different tactics to figure out the one will work. Because he begins with, We're not so different, you and I. And she's like, What? And she's like, Yes, we are. I, like, dude, that worked better on Jace. Give us something different. And he's like, well, yeah, but I mean, like, in our hearts, if you were raised by Valentine instead of our mom, we might be he the same. He doesn't even start with Valentine. He starts with, well, um, well, yeah, I have demon blood, sure, but so do these other people. And it's like, yeah, dude, maybe it's because the demon blood is not your problem. <laughs> There's other stuff going on. Right. And then he goes to the Valentine then thing. He, yeah, then he goes, like, after my mother abandoned me. <laughs> And then Clary's I, like... I don't know. Clary gives no pushback to my mother abandoned me. I think because Clary has realized you're not going to logic this man out of his violent well, impulses. She does at one point, she's like, Jace was raised by Valentine. No, no, yeah, no. She 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 does the Valentine. When he says, I, says my mother abandoned me and I was raised alone by Valentine, she goes, yeah, well, so was Jace. But she doesn't push back on the my mother abandoned me thing. Yeah. Because we both know that's not what happened. Nope. You Valen were, Valentine faked your death in a fire. And then Jocelyn ran. Well, I'll, though, here's the thing, though. The timeline is actually so screwed up. I can't remember if you actually vanished before that or something. Oh, that's true. Also, well, whatever the case, he, he was a demon who <laughs> killed flowers. Yeah. Well, I must say, whatever the case, she didn't abandon you. She thought you were dead. But, but, okay, realize he can't push back that. So she does the Jake's was also raised by Valentine. And he's like, uh, yes, but. I was raised by Lilith. I was burned in the fires of Edom. <laughs> and then versus Jace, who was obviously raised by the Lightwoods. At this point, I'm just thinking like, cool, cool. All these sad things happened to you. And now you're a psychopath. But like now, <laughs> like, like the problem is not cool. Yeah, you had a sad past. I understand. That's terrible. But right now you're killing people. Yeah. How many people have you made dead? Jonathan Sebastian. So what he has landed on, and what I think almost works, is the I can change thing. Which I'm like, yeah, I guess if you're trying to convince someone, you could lean on, I can change. I'm no longer under Lilith's thumb. Even though we both know he was not under Lilith's thumb no. during the whole Sebastian thing. He was doing whatever he wanted. But Clary but, did think she could maybe yeah, save him before. So, so, I'm like, yes. If you're going to try to convince Clary... That you are not a weird psychopath demon. The I can like do looking at all your stuff and saying, I can change. Don't you think I can change? I'm like, you know what? If you're gonna convince someone, that's the way to do it. You landed on you finally, after going through <laughs> five different arguments, landed on one that maybe Clary would agree yeah. with. It is wild because he has spent so much time with Clary <laughs> and being in love with her and trying to kiss her. You'd think that he would have realized like what the correct tactic was earlier. No, he's bad at this. He's so bad at this. <laughs> uh, speaking of someone who's good at this, though, uh, we do have to check in with Luke, who has gone red, red string board crazy 
This is what makes me think like this. No, this has to be like a few weeks, right? Yeah. The, the, to imagine him going to, he's in a motel. Yeah. So Jace <laughs> finds him in this there's weird no, hidey hole. There's motel. no lead up as well. I don't know why Jay. Why did Jace go to him? How why, did Jace find him? Did he mention that maybe Luke called him? It doesn't feel that way. Maybe no. he did. I, maybe there's something very quickly at the beginning to explain why Jace and Luke are in a motel with Luke's crazy red string wall. But we glide right off that to get into the red string wall. <laughs> okay, so Luke has been tracking things, specifically temperature fluctuations in nope, New York City. Not, not temperature. Um, something that I actually think is is like quite... Clever. Um, he's tracking air pressure. Oh, that's right. Yes. And, and he does notice that there is a tiny, a small, a, a, like an almost imperceptible dip in air pressure at the exact same moment of the explosion, which there was also a dip of air of air pressure at this other building when uh, she did her first like movement. Thing. Yeah. When Simon turned people into Simon turned people into salt. And I'm like, that makes sense because a room essentially disappears. So the air pressure shifts. That's like a fun, like, science way of looking at, like, what happens. Now, what actually happens is I think that thing takes the place of a room. Because what happened when it exploded is that room moved. The explosion blew up the room that was there. I think so. Yeah. So it's just like in the moment of the explosion happening, uh, the demon room vanished. A new room, the original room appeared there and that room got blown up. Because something did blow up. Yeah, yeah. And it was that. Now, Luke is crazy during this scene, (laughs) but not that crazy. Well, it's funny giving him the auspices of a madman. Like, he... He's wearing like a like a dirty tank top. He and, like, talks about how he had to get away from yeah, the pack. His eyes are red. He's mentioned that he when asked about like remember Ollie? Oh yeah. <laughs> Ollie's gone. Yeah. Ollie's fine. Ollie's so Ollie has no memories of what happened and the pack relocated <laughs> oh, her and her girlfriend and everything's fine. I love all the things that like they haven't explained. They just give this one throwaway just being like, So how's Ollie? Oh, Ollie's fine. Ollie and her they doesn't remember <laughs> anything at all. But anyway, there he's alive. I, I want to bring this up. He mentions well, there's this rare, like, interdimensional travel thing, like this, this thing that the demons that can do. That demons can do. And, and I'm like, yeah, Magnus has done that a few times. He moves his apartment all the time. So, and Jace knows that. He's been there when it's happened. Because it was in one place until it moved. Like, when they first found it, it was in a different place yeah. when he was, like, hoarding all the warlocks. Well, and wasn't Jace in it once yeah. when it moved. Yeah. So, like, I don't know why he's acting like this is crazy. The, we we have seen this specific yeah. thing happen so many times that when he said it was rare, I was like, it feels like there should be common knowledge. But maybe that's just how powerful Magnus is. Well, yeah, but she is a demon queen. Yeah. <laughs> she should be more powerful. The, like, like, the fact that Jace actually throughout this doesn't ever get onto his side, despite the fact that he says, I know, I know we know he's right, but the things he's saying make a lot of sense. A lot, especially like the, in the lore of the TV show. And the way he presents it, he presents it in a very logical way that makes a lot of sense. He says, there was an air pressure drop. And guess what? I timed the air pressure drop to another time that we're pretty sure her her room moved. So I, I can actually track when rooms move. And and there was a room movement at this time. 
the Institute has more detailed climate data. What? Well, and he even <laughs> says to Jace, he's like, you don't have to t- take my word. Just go check this out. Which this just tells me that Alec did such an astounding job at convincing. Well, no. It could be that Jace is no is not Jace is not in the mindset of Al- Clary still alive. He has already accepted that Clary is dead. It is my fault. Yes. So I guess so yeah. So he can't hear other information. Yeah. So I guess that makes sense. I was kind of conf- like weirded out that he's not like yeah maybe there is a chance but he is already he's like no I cannot handle that I cannot get my hopes up she is dead. So Luke's gonna get proven right. Speaking of crazy people. Yeah. Um, Iris is busy trying to taunt Magnus. She's like, I'm going to figure out where Madsy is. And then Magnus is like, come at me, bro. I've been alive for over a thousand years. Check out my memory. Yeah, I do like him being like, uh, well, I'm never going to tell you. He's like, well, I can read your memory. And he's like, dude, you don't understand. I'm annoying as hell and I have so many memories. I'm going to stonewall the hell out of you just thinking of things. And that's what he does. She tries to read his memories (laughs) and he just thinks of other things. so good. Like, <laughs> like it's clearly draining for both of them because he has because she's essentially she knows when she needs to see. It was recent. Yeah. So he, essentially, she's trying to look at recent memories, and he's like, "What about the time that I was in Asia? What about my trauma? Guess Whoa. what? My mom committed suicide. Yeah. I'm gonna think about that." Magnus, I'm gonna I'm gonna argue. I know you're gone for the most traumatic things. I think you should go for just the happiest memories or the weirdest ones. Your most boring memories. But he's currently sad, so they're probably the ones that are the most like drawn up. Uh. Meanwhile, though, it's Alex's time to stare into a fire and think about who he lost. But fortunately, Izzy does have a plan. And Izzy's plan is like, hey, you know how Iris loves Madsy? Let's use Madsy. I want to say they did a bad job of setting up what, because clearly they're not going to give Madsy to. No, they're 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 not giving a child to a crazy person. But she does say we have to get Madsy. Which they. Which they don't. Okay, but may- <laughs> oh, maybe Oh, you know what? They Actually, do. they do. They do. I, I guess for what they're doing, we could argue that they do have to. It's just not it. set up well enough. I felt like they could have just used a photo. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're gonna check uh, with in with the Simon and Maya because Maya is apparently paying for a portal to yeah. visit Raphael in Detroit. So because uh, I guess he know he might know about the mark. I forgot that the mark was super tied into daylighters. Right, and Raphael really, really cares about daylighters. Because yeah, because he wants to he become one. He want yeah, he he doesn't like his vampire stuff anymore. Uh and he super doesn't like his vampire stuff because yeah. he is doing penance in Detroit. And yeah. penance is uh he's working at a soup kitchen. Yeah, he's working at a soup kitchen. He's taking the blame for driving Heidi insane. And I would argue it's a little column A, a little column B. I'm not gonna say him uh torturing her with sunlight did not make things a lot worse for her. But I also but I, think maybe she might have been insane I otherwise. Don't, I don't think she was super stable beforehand. I'm just saying that. Yeah, but Raphael is very, very Catholic. So yes. so he's taking penance. Uh, he does say, that, like, oh, I have, I don't know. But what you could do is go back to New York City. You're like, why did we go to Detroit? So um, <laughs> I guess because we kicked him out a long time ago. So what Raphael, or sorry, Raphael, what Simon is going to do based on Raphael's advice is he's going to go find a sewer vampire yeah. who yeah. has information. Ra- yeah, Raphael says, you know what? I heard there's a really, 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 
really old vampire in the sewers. He must know this stuff, and y- you know what? Yeah, if you got nothing else to go on, just be like, that's a real old vampire being weird in the sewers. Go get him. It does make me think about Riverdale, though, when Jughead lived in the sewers for a while with the Rat King. Yeah, but I mean, it's sewers, sewers. Thing. They, they say that um the clave has, uh like, what do you call it? Blueprints of the sewers. And I believe that way more than I believe they have more detailed climate data. Absolutely. Because <laughs> the sewers seem more pertinent to what they're doing. Uh, so while this is going on, Iris gets tired of exploring Magnus's memories. <laughs> oh yeah, he's still stonewalling and she cannot figure it out. It actually shows her getting close. She gets to the point where um, Magnus tries to attack her when she's trying to get Madsy the first time. But she can't get any further than that because he just drags her back to some other sad moment from his past. So she's going to do some real life torture. Like, well, I think she just says, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. It's like, well, fine. If you're not going to tell me, I need nothing from you. Shall I suffocate you? Shall I electrocute you? Conveniently, she gets a fire message yes. from Katrina Laws. Yes. <laughs> In... Oh my god, and what has to be the most obvious chap ever, Katarina has written to Iris saying, Iris, I agree with you and everything you believe. I also <laughs> think you should have your child. I think Madsy would be better with you than with anyone else. Also, you're so hot and attractive. And I bet everyone wants to be your friend. Like, that is the essential tone of this letter. <laughs> yeah, but then she shows it to Magnus like, and see? Magnus goes... Well, that, is, that is her handwriting. That is her handwriting. <laughs> which, which, here's the thing I imagine. Do you want to imagine that's Izzy's handwriting and Magnus is just like, yes, that is Katarina's handwriting. I am reading between the lines. Once again, the ongoing theme. Iris is not smart. No, Iris well, has never been smart. We, we know this. We know this from when she like decided to kidnap a shadow hunter to get him pregnant. <laughs> Like, we know that she does not, she she can kidnap people, but she can do nothing else. <laughs> How does this not send off a million triggers in your head? That when Katarina I'm- Loss decides, no, actually, I agree with everything you agree with. A friend of Magnus <laughs> who has taken responsibility for Ma- Madzi and looked after her for an indeterminate period of time. It is insane to me they didn't just have it writing and being like, I will give you Madsy. Please give Magnus. Like, I like you can have Madsy. Just don't take Magnus. Yeah, like, I, I care about my friend. Like, j- I, I think it would be much more likely that Iris would believe that everybody else is as selfish as she is. Yeah. Versus that Katarina has completely subverted her morals. <laughs> but I guess it works. And they just, this trap is insane. They, they just, they, I guess they just tell her, meet me in random alley. And, and the, the child will be standing in the alley. Oh, the child will be standing with her back to you in a foggy end of the alley. The foggiest end of the alley. <laughs> it reveals that she is the Seely magic decoy because we saw the Seely do the magic earlier. Yeah. But she wasn't even facing her. This could have been a mannequin facing the other direction. It could have been there's, anything. There's no indication. It's it's a child facing the other way in a foggy she, alley. She is so easily trapped. She, like, tries to fight, turns oh. to face Madsy, and then Izzy whips no. her hands. No, no, no. She tries to hug Madsy. Madsy breaks apart, and she, now, knowing that Asili has tricked her, knowing this is a trap, decides, I'm going to attack Magnus. Magnus, not like try to find where. Who did it? Try to find the Sealy. Now, 
turning away from Iris for a second to the so-called people who are placing this trap, Iris attacks Matt, gets too many spells off on Magnus before anybody steps in to get her. How far away were they? Well, and here's my question. Where is the Seely who is doing this magic? <laughs> I don't how did they get the Sealy? They, I thought they must have offered that Sealy something good. What we learn later is no. No, that Sealy is not involved that, in this. There is a different Sealy. I, I guess it was just a different Sealy. What would make sense if it was the same Sealy? This entire storyline reeks of them figuring out that we have reached like the, the, the amount of time we have in the episode and we got to get it done fast. Yeah, because that's what they do. She turns, she spits some magic off at Magnus. Her hands get whipped above her head by Izzy. Yeah, and then she gets pinned to the wall by Alec with his bow. Once again, they really should have given, should have cut, jumped in sooner so Magnus didn't get clowned on. But hey, at least she was captured because she didn't, like, portal out immediately or anything. All right. Okay, so... So she's, she's going to get sent off back into the guard, you know. You know how it works. She's going to execute it, I'm yeah. sure. And Gia is very appreciative yeah. that Izzy and Alec have captured all of the escaped yeah. guard prisoners who went to New York City. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they know where all the prisoners went. <laughs> Why did any of them go to New York City? I mean, Iris makes sense. Yeah, because she wants Madsy. Maybe the Steely also had someone they were trying to kidnap. You never know. It's impossible to say. So uh, I mean, Lilith was there. Maybe she was sw- singing her demon swan song and people just wanted to find Lilith. Yeah, but Lilith died very soon after the outbreak. That's true. It has been weeks. Yeah. So uh, we do learn here that Clary has gone a po- posthumous pardon. Sweet. Can't take that back even if she comes back alive. Ha <laughs> 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 you, Gia. Done. Pardon. I do love... <laughs> you know it's going to come up at some point, but I know we're never going to see it. When it- Clary is revealed to be alive and Gia has to go... Damn it! We go- Shoot! It's so- I was making a gesture. It is so easy to give a posthumous pardon. <laughs> like, I bet she, like, even if she was like, I don't really agree with it. I hate that she, like, did the whole thing. But whatever. Most people think she's cool. Posthumous pardon. Well, that's what Gia says <laughs> yeah, to uh, Alec. Because she wants to punish Alec. <laughs> she's desperately like, I, if it was up to me, I would in the guards so much. But people really like you because you really captured a lot of bad guys. So, I'm watching you. And then Izzy's like, cool. Weren't you cool before? Right? And then Izzy comes up and she's like, I'm watching you too because I keep capturing prisoners who say they were tortured in the guard. And Izzy's like, no, they weren't. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Like, that's it. And I love it so much. She's like, no. Actually, I do think what she actually says is, there's no torture in the guard. Which, when we cut to this, this scene and we see that Seely, he he does say, which is a weird thing to say, we're not in the guard. Yeah. So, she's not wrong. However, she can also lie. She's not a Seely. Yeah, she can lie. Yeah. I would also argue that uh, the, a Seely could lie, but we were being tortured depending on what they consider torture to be. Good point. If, if, well, if they just said, being, like, to us... When you're a Sealy, it feels like having the most open definition of every single word is in your best interest. But here's the problem. Because a Sealy could just be like, oh, for us, being just held in a cage is torture. The problem is, the Sealies on this show yeah. take the definition of lying 
very seriously and they keep it very narrow which i mean that's that's the always been the weird and i've talked about this on other episodes so i'm not going to rehash it again especially considering how we're at time uh but the, the the idea of you can't lie is such a weird concept I, I just, whenever I, you get too deep into it. I just feel like the Shadowhunters don't try to exploit it enough. Oh, yeah, no. And it, it and that's supposed to be the fun of it. That's supposed to be the fun of I Can't Lie should be seeing the ways they get around it. And, and like, we mentioned this other times. There's fun things if you have someone who's like, I just don't know information. I can't lie if I don't know information. Yeah. It might be true. It might be false. Uh, but, yeah, so... Uh, so it, while it, this it, is going on, well, we, I want to say while they're being um, tortured, it does really look like like Valentine style experiments. Oh, yeah. There are like syringes and yeah. blood. So I'm, I'm and... very interested in in that because we always said that it felt like the reason they thought they didn't like Valentine was not what he did, but how he did it, and he was rude. Totally. Yeah. Um, there's a very short scene where Alec tells Magnus that he is very proud of him for like yep. withstanding the mental memory yeah the, yeah, torture. The torture yeah he explains how cool he is essentially and magnus is like but i can't even fight he's like well he's like magnus you're so used to like caring for others he's like i don't like rely on others like, well guess what now you're gonna have to and you have to let us take care of you including i guess just teaching you how to fight so i'm hoping for more sexy fight scenes guess what dude we're a couple yeah so we one thing I know is that Jace taught Claire how to fight through sexy fight scenes, and I'll teach you the same way through sexy fight scenes. Meanwhile, speaking of sexy fight scenes, yeah. uh, Simon's going to go find that Rat King vampire, but Maya is not coming with him. Yeah, I don't know about what was sexy about that, but uh, yeah, Maya's like, I don't know if it's real, but I'm going to hang back just in case because, you know, the whole wolf vamp feud thing. Maybe I don't Maybe I don't go see the <laughs> oldest vampire in the world. Maybe. Maybe that would be bad for us. Uh, then we have to check in with Clary and Jonathan and things seem like nice. Remember, he said he was going to change and he's got a gift for her because he's going to, they can move that house wherever they want it to go. And he remembers that Clary has always wanted to go to Paris. <laughs> I do think he says, I'm going to take you to the place you've always wanted to go. And then she says Paris. And I'm like, that's how you do it. I, I could, <laughs> you don't answer the question. I could not remember if this was something that like came up in the show before when he was Sebastian. Um, well, I know at least she has mentioned Paris. Because I think it's something about her mom. Okay. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter if he knew it or not. He just said, I'm going to take you to a place you've always wanted to go. Then she answers his question. If, imagine if he was like, I'm going to take you a place you've always wanted to, wanted to go. New Jersey. But then she says Paris and he goes, ah, yes. And he just slowly slides the pamphlet <laughs> away. Uh, but as she's like, yeah, that is real cool. Stab in the lower jaw. Unfortunately, when she stabs him in the lower jaw and he I, bleeds from his mouth. I want to I, I say, I, I wonder if they got special permission for this because this is probably one of the most violent things we see on the show. She stabs him underneath the jaw. So what does she have? It's like, it's a, it must be a utensil or something. Well, didn't he make her like bread or something? Like, isn't it like a steak knife or something? Yeah, it's well, it doesn't look like a knife. It looks. I thought it was like a pen or a fork. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's it's not like a it's not like a full on dagger. But like she like steps underneath, and you can see like in his mouth. Yeah. Like it's, but when she when he she does that, as you were saying, 
she also starts to bleed through oh, her no. mouth. Because when Lilith said they were forever bonded, it wasn't just Clary's blood bringing him back to life. Oh, no. They share injuries like weird twins. Ooh. Ooh. It's an interesting place to stab, but really lucky. Because if she had just gone straight for the juggler and they both just died, that would have been uh, anticlimactic. It's, it's very good she decided to do a very violent looking, but actually very survivable attack and so this is where the show has done a weird thing yeah it's an interesting thing and i think i know why they did it yeah but like in the books so jace is the owl like jace is under lilith's control because of the baptism thing yeah baptism projection and then Jace is who is used to bring Jonathan back to life, with, yeah. which again makes sense because the baptism thing and the under the control and like the two mm-hmm. sons of Valentine. Yeah. And so Jace then is the one who is like intrinsically tied to Jonathan. And Jace is like half under Jonathan's control mm. a lot of the time yeah. through like the entire last three books of the series. And um, Jace and Jonathan travel around the world in Valentine's moving apartment. So they wanted to hit some of the similar things, but kind of go in different different direction. I don't entirely mind making giving Clary that because she is ostensibly the main character. Yeah. And I think in the book it works that way because it, it like do they share injuries? Yeah. Um, because then it makes it harder in Clary's mind to attack someone else it makes well, it hard but the thing is clary can't kill jace because yeah. or sorry clary can't kill jonathan because she loves jace that's and what jonathan i mean will die. yeah that's what i mean like she can't kill him they just they just i guess they decide to make it to cut out the middle man well i guess well yeah and just decide to be like oh let's make things a bit more for clary's side give her a bit more of a le- less of a more like the thing is, like, in books, you can sometimes do things that are a lot more cerebral and in the brain. Yeah. Because like, you get a lot of time in people's heads when maybe they decided, I mean, I don't know, this means just guessing, obviously. By turning into a bit more of a physical threat for her, it allows it to be presented on screen a bit better. That we're like, oh, it's not something where we have to, like, trust the actor or, like, try to extrapolate out. Well, and I think if I recall correctly, and I could be wrong. Yeah. I think Jace and Jonathan are bonded and Jace is under Jonathan's control for a while before they realize. Yeah. And like in the TV show, they obviously already did that. Yeah. It would have been a, re- a repeat of a, yeah. of a storyline. So yeah, it, it is, it is interesting. Interesting. They decided they wanted to hit the same things, but they're just like, let's just swap well, out these characters. And I think there's also a thing where Jonathan tries to convince Clara to have a threesome with him and Jace. Because Jonathan does love Clary hey, in a weird way. Yeah, um, we got to play that music now. So, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. Throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? I sure did. I found a CW moment. I found a moment where Logic was like, the plot is a good plot. But, like, what if I did something a little bit more spicy? Oh, because they, they broke from the, the, the how the book did it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's so we were fired, too. Oh, I got it now. Um, okay, the thing I picked is actually not spicy, but it's, like, so <laughs> representative of this TV show. Yeah, okay. 
So when Madsy comes to Magnus's and Alec's apartment. Yeah. And she's hugging everyone. And she's like so excited that Alec is at the apartment. Yeah. He picks her up and he goes, hey, buddy, we're going to play, I don't know, like caterpillars and worms. Yeah. Or whatever. And he's like, when I get home from work. (laughs) And I'm like, Oh, right. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Buddy, you're not an FBI agent. The the fact that this series, it was, that is a, I completely did miss it, but that that is such a stark reminder of this way this show has decided to treat shadow hunting like a nine to five job. Huh. He gets to clock out and come home to the niece that he's babysitting. He could have just said when I get back from the institute, but they had him say when I get home from, from work. work. <laughs> and it just struck my brain it's just, so it, hard. It has, it has never been more clear that this series was made by a group of people who don't even aren't like not even just like don't like like not don't like, but like aren't fans of the series. Don't seem to understand what fantasy or urban fantasy is. The, the concept of these people aren't doing a job is so... It's like they can't get it out of their head. They can only picture this as a police job. Yeah, it's it's like the people working on the show have never read a book. the source material or anything similar. It's not like... It's not like Shadowhunters was the first thing to ever do that. It's just the concept of that's your life. What is happening? It's like they never watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, when Buffy gets home from work. <laughs> and well, she no. tells her mom well, about her day at the office. I mean, I would say with Buffy, that's almost part of it. Because her entire thing is she doesn't want to do yeah. that. So she does treat it like a job. She tries to pretend. Yeah. But like, come on. <laughs> uh, uh, Kevin, did you find a CW moment? Yeah. So when Simon goes to visit Raphael in Detroit, uh, he... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I really thought Raphael was in Boston. I guess I just thought he was a Boston guy. Because <laughs> he's so Catholic. Uh, but after, when when, he, when Raphael tells him about the super old vampire in the sewer, he's like, there's such an old vampire. And I've heard about him. And Simon goes, are you sure that this guy exists? And Raphael goes, well, aren't the aren't all the legends true? Oh, God, classic Shadowhunters line. Him saying that has made it just that much more clear to me that this wasn't a cool thing Jace said. This is just a common saying throughout the down world. Like, when <laughs> when Clary was in that situation, Jace could have said, like, Clary, there's plenty of fish in the sea. <laughs> Clary, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Like his cool, his cool line is just a cliche that everyone in this world says, and because Clary doesn't know it, she's it like worked on her. Ooh, like, oh, oh wow, spicy! Wow. How mysterious! <laughs> but like, <laughs> he just said you came in, came in and said, "Think outside the box." <laughs> or no, think outside the bun. <laughs> think outside the bun. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Clary, I'm a shadow hunter. Think outside the bun. You're like, man, man, I know that's the, hey, that's the famous line from the thing. Can't keep saying it because it's not a, it's not a quote. It's not like it's a, what, it's, is the, it's the Herondale family. <laughs> family motto. All the legends are true. <laughs> he didn't even know he was a Herondale when he said that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> if, if, if it was like, 
the Herondale motto, all the legends are true. And, and Chase she's is like, like I, I always say that. I always that. say that. And Clary's like, you always say that? It's like, yeah, everyone. <laughs> I say it everyone all the time. Everyone always says that. All the time. It's, just, it's the first thing I say when I bring a girl to the bedroom. Come on. <laughs> So look, audience, if you've got some other aphorisms that Shadowhunters can use, let us know on the social media. It's Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA, at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. And uh, we are here for you for, like, at least 11 more weeks. Who knows how much more? Well, yeah. We- I was going to say because there's 12 episodes in this season. Right? Yeah. So give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions on Apple Podcast or your podcaster of choice. And you can check out my books. They're also fantasy. Available at KevinWeirdBooks.com. And I'm over at FlimsyPlan.com. And we'll see each and every one of you next week. How will Clary escape Jonathan? Can Magnus learn to live like a mundane? Oh God, please don't let Simon become a rat king. Answers to all this and more on the next episode of Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? 